Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. As we come to the Word this morning to say, yes, God, I'm hungry to hear from You. Holy Spirit, speak to me. Take Your truth, plant it in my heart. Just in our spirits, can we just have this collective yes, where we're saying, yes, Lord, this is me. Can we just pray that this morning? And so, Father, we just come to this time. And Lord, if we come just not looking for anything, Father, then I'm sure many will leave empty-handed. But Lord, this morning we just want to come just with our spirit just saying yes, saying this is, we, we, we're offering you fertile ground. Uh, come and deposit something in us this morning, Lord, that we're hungry for this. Uh, for those who are here this morning and they need a word from you, Holy Spirit, come and speak. We pray. I pray for a collective unity in this room where we're just saying, yes, Lord, we need to hear from you. This is our heart. Holy Spirit, come and speak. Bring your word, plant it in our heart. Where there is a spark, fan it into flame. We pray, mighty God, we cry out to you, Lord. There's, there's stuff being spoken everywhere we go. It's being shouted out. And this morning here in this house, we come to you. We say, Holy Spirit, whisper right into our hearts, into our being this morning. We want to receive something from you, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. All right, Mark chapter 8. Go there with me, Mark chapter 8. We're starting at verse 14. It will come up on the screen for you as well. Mark 8, 14, this is what it says. The disciples had forgotten to bring bread, except for one loaf they had with them in the boat. Be careful, Jesus warned them. Watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod. They discussed this with one another and said, it's because we've no bread. Aware of their discussion, Jesus asked them, why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still not see or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes but fail to see and ears but fail to hear? And don't you remember? When I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? Twelve, they replied. And when I broke the seven loaves for the 4,000, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? They answered, seven. He said to them, do you still not understand? So I've titled this message today, Don't Forget to Remember. Don't Forget to Remember. This is a passage that we could easily skip over as we read through uh, the book of Mark. Um, how many people here would describe themselves as a forgetful person? Are there any forgetful people here? Wow. Okay. Uh, is that majority of the room? Well, um, there's a word for you today. Okay. Uh, I am not actually a very forgetful person in the day to day, but my long-term memory 
is just terrible. And the only reason I'm, I'm really good day to day is because I have systems. I know how to manage it, right? I've got, I've got to-do lists for everything you can think of, reminders, alarms. But this is the world we live in, right? Like we don't actually need to forget stuff anymore. Um, my wife has an amazing memory, amazing, unbelievable memory, but she is still one of those people who will go to the supermarket for one thing and she'll come home with 20 things and the one thing is not one of them. <laughs> is there any other people? You, uh, yes, there are people who know that. And it's actually extremely frustrating. And I actually dread what's going to happen when she gets home from the supermarket and she realises, oh, I didn't even get the one thing. That's like just run for the hills and hide, right? Um, but she does have an amazing memory. She has an amazing ability to remember the most random things, which means her general knowledge is just amazing. She's going to go on a game show one day and just win us a fortune. It's going to be great. Um, she also has this crazy ability to remember phone numbers. Does anyone remember when you had to remember phone numbers? So my wife has this, this, this brain this, and it connects to her memory and she sees a number, she sees a pattern and she remembers it. And so there was this old day where she had a, her singing school and she would enter her students' phone numbers into a, into a database spreadsheet sort of thing. And just the process of doing that, she would remember it. And I'm sure if you went to her today and asked her some of her students' phone numbers, she'd still be able to tell you those things. It's funny how our memory works, right? I was thinking about these stories of things that we forget and things that we remember and I was reminded of this, this situation that happened to us and uh, it's actually spoken about in the Bible. In John 16, 21, it says this, a woman giving birth, this is Jesus speaking, a woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world, Right? So this funny thing happened when, when my wife was actually giving birth with one of our children, sorry to all the visual people, um, but she grabbed me, um, she gets angry, like she, she grabbed me and she said, don't you let me forget this. <laughs> and I don't actually know what number child that was, so <laughs> anyway, we have three, so... But here's the thing, is that sometimes we, we travel through life and we experience certain things in life because we forget the truth. We forget to remember the truth. And even the disciples were forgetful. I think that's a great thing to know. But here's the thing, as we get into this scripture, there are things that we get to learn from them. And there's more than that. There's things that we get to learn that Jesus was actually looking to impart into the disciples. And so we can receive these things. And when it comes to this kind of this space, here's the thing is that many of us know that in the difficult seasons, when, when, when we're in those places where it is hard yakka, Many of us know that that is the place where it's so important us for act, to actually cling on to truth. When there's lies being spoken, when there are untruths that maybe even you are pursuing, that's the season where it's so important for you to actually go to the truth, to fight for the truth, to hold on to it. 
But the truth is also same for the seasons where you're in the season of blessing. It is actually so easy for us to become distracted and self-sufficient in that space and to wander from the truth in that place as well. And so no matter what season you're in, there is something for us in this today. I want to remind all the forgetful people today, number one, don't forget to remember what God can do. In the footnotes of my Bible on this passage, this is what it said. It said, This account of the journey across the Sea of Galilee reflects on Jesus' greatness as manifested in the two feeding miracles and emphasises the dullness of the disciples who do not see, hear or understand because of their hardened hearts. I don't know if there are any dull disciples here today. That's <laughs> Maybe there are. But this is for us. This is the Father speaking into our hearts to say, do you see? Do you hear? Are you receiving this? I have something for you. And so here are the disciples and they're worried because they didn't have enough bread. All right, so to give this some context, they have just come from a situation where Jesus has just fed the 4,000. He did it with the seven loaves. He's, um, they've jumped in a boat. They're crossing the sea. They've come to the other side. So they are getting practical in, this, in, in where they're heading. They're trying to plan ahead, right? And they realise, well, we've only got one loaf of bread. So they're worried. Worry is one of the outcomes of forgetting what God is actually capable of. Worry gets us in a place where we don't trust God with what's ahead. Worry helps us forget who God is, that He's for us, that God can actually do more than we could ask or imagine. And this is where we end up so often. We actually end up worrying, especially about practical things. And so the disciples, it's such a weird conversation. How many people know that Jesus says some like really weird, difficult to understand things at times? The disciples are working out, hey, we've got one loaf of bread, right? And this is what Jesus says. Jesus says, be careful. Watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod. Now, sometimes I have some conversations with people and I think, are we, thinking, are we talking about the same thing? Like they're looking at bread. Like we've got one loaf of bread. And Jesus is talking about the yeast of the Pharisees and that of Herod. And... I think that would have been confusing. But here, perhaps, if we unpack this a bit further, here's maybe what was going on. Um, yeast is this microscopic fungus, okay? And it's, it's added to dough to help it rise, all right? Doesn't that sound delicious? Who feels like bread now, okay? And so when you add in even just the tiniest bit, it spreads through the whole lot. It infects the whole batch. And so some scholars look at this and they say, well, the yeast that Jesus was talking about refers to pride. Maybe it refers to sin. Maybe it refers to unbelief. Um, some say, some, some look at this situation, they say, well, 
The, the pride of the, the sin of the Pharisees was pride. So this is the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod. It, it could even be politics, um, but maybe it's just that, that he had a hard heart. And so we've got to be wary of both, you know, pride, unbelief, having a hard heart. And here's the thing. Here's what the Pharisees were known for. They were known for being religious people. They were religious. And religion focuses on rules rather than relationship. And so here they are in a situation where they're looking at the practical. We have no bread. And where Jesus is saying to them, hang on, you are with the bread of life, right? You are, you are with me. What about this relationship? You're looking at this in a religious ways. And how many people know that God can take something that seems so insufficient to us and do something amazing with it? If you think about this, here they are with one loaf, right? If you keep reading through this, in, in the ver- like they arrive on the land and a blind man comes to them. And you know what Jesus does? He does this. <laughs> and he takes some spit. And he spits in the blind man's eyes. Uh, We might get a bit of that on Thursday night if you come out. (laughs) So here's here's the disciples and they're wondering, is this one loaf going to be enough, right? And Jesus is going, man, spit is enough, right? Now, if you're a disciple and you'd spent time with Jesus and you've you've, you've just been on this journey, right? And he's taken... Um, five loaves and two fish, and he's fed 5,000 people. And then there's a whole nother separate incident where he takes seven loaves and a few fish, the Bible says, and he feeds 4,000 people. Now, this is just men, all right? So this is upwards of of potentially kind of 15,000 people, all right? Now, if you were a disciple after seeing those things, would you not be looking at one loaf of bread and being like, man, I cannot wait to see what Jesus does with one loaf of bread. This is going to be amazing. Don't forget to remember what God can do. Number two, don't forget to remember what God has done. I love this Psalm, Psalm 103. It says, Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. How many people need to just remember that you have been forgiven, that the Father has set you free, that you have been healed that you've got a crown. Like, man, I've got a crown. God gives me a crown. I get to walk around with my crown. He fills me full of life. And here's the great news. When it comes to remembering what God has done in the past, we see in this context, it's talking about the feeding of the people, the 4,000 and the 5,000 prior to that. You know what's so cool about the 4,000 story? Is that Jesus did it once and then He does it again. Isn't that great? Do you know what that means for you? It means that if there is something that God has done in your life, He can do it again. 
There is hope and you might be in a situation now where you're looking back on things and you're thinking that's done, that's not now, that's happened in the past. But the very fact that it's happened before means it can happen again. But here's one thing that I want to point out is that even though God can do it again, it may look different. And maybe you're holding out for something and you're holding out for the wrong thing because you expect it to look exactly the same. I want to show you some stuff about these these feeding miracles. There were some differences in these miracles. First of all, there was a feeding of the 5,000. And when you see the discussion that takes place there, the disciples say, like, there wouldn't be enough money to be able to buy the food for the people. And so it seems like it was resource that was the issue there. It would take half a day's wages just to feed all these people. All right? And this, this one occurred... Uh, in Bethsaida, it's Jewish territory. Jesus fed 5,000 people. In the feeding of the 4,000, it was location. And Jesus had compassion on the people. He said they are too hungry to actually send them away. And this time they were near the Sea of Galilee. It was a completely different crowd. And so here's what's going on here, is that Jesus does one miracle with the 5,000. He does it for the Jews And then he does it again, the same miracle for the 4,000 for a different group of people. And in this big picture, he's showing them is that I have a heart for all people and I actually care. And the heart that he brings to them was a heart of compassion. He actually says, I have compassion on these people for they are lost. They're like sheep without a shepherd. It's his heart of compassion that motivates him to reach out to both the Jew and the Gentile to those who are yet to know Him. This is God's heart. And I don't want you to miss out on what you're praying for, on what you're expecting, because you are expecting God to do the exact same thing in the past. Let's just hold on to the fact that He's done it before, He can do it again. And maybe this time it's going to look different. Maybe this time it needs to look different. But that God can do that for you. I was thinking about my ability to remember. And I thought, well, why do I forget things? And I thought, well, I forget because um, I forget to remember, right? And now I thought, well, how do I remember? And, and for me, I remember by reminder, right? And we've, you know, these days we've got our phones, we've got all these photos of amazing things and stuff like that. We've got photo albums at homes. We have these reminders. Sometimes we actually have to be proactive in just setting up a process of remembering so we can be reminded. And I was thinking about this, and this is something that I've actually done really faithfully for a long time because I've needed it, because there are times where I actually need to hear what God has done in the past. I need to be reminded so that I can look forward. And in my phone, I have these... um, What's, what is this app? Reminders. I use the Reminders app. Whenever God does something that's pretty cool, I make a little note of it and I just put the date. And I was reminded of this when I was preparing the message and I thought, hey, this is really cool. Just to look back, haven't looked back on these things for a while. So who wants to, who, does anyone want to hear like just some of the stories? This is um, a God's story. I call them God's stories. God's story is 2018. Here's some of them, okay? Okay. Um, 
February 11, 2018, it was Hope's fifth birthday. We had six responses to Jesus on that day. Shortly after that, it was Good Friday. We had four responses to Jesus on Good Friday. Shortly after that, Easter Sunday, we had 25 responses to Jesus on Easter Sunday that day. One was a neighbour of a friend of ours. That was amazing. We were so excited about that. Uh, 27th of May, we had two responses in kids' church. I've put a note here, great story for both. One girl was from a family new to the church who had always struggled getting the kids into kids' church. So that day they got their kids into kids' church and one of their kids said yes to Jesus. How cool is that? All right, uh, what else have I got here? I'm just trying to leave some names out here. June 10, someone's back was healed uh, during the service. Someone texted me and told me their ankle had been healed in the service. Uh, Another person's back was healed on the same day and then a wrist was healed on the same day as well. Friday the 15th of June, six responses at youth. 22nd of June, a young man stood for prayer in a service three weeks ago from a word of knowledge, had a wound that couldn't heal, that hadn't healed. Two weeks later, went to the doctor and it disappeared. Um, Arthritis, Sunday the 24th, prayed for arthritis after the second service. Two people received healing, one in her finger, another in a wrist. All right, let me just go back a little bit further, 2017. Uh, 2017, Sunday the 12th of March, there were six responses to Jesus when we shared the gospel that day. Here's a cool one. Sunday the 12th of March, someone told me a story about someone in their connect group praying out loud for the first time. Isn't that cool? I think that's exciting. Um, Someone's jaw, a young ad's jaw was healed at a young ad's worship night, 26th of the 3rd. Three responses to the gospel on Sunday the 19th, 19th of March. Five responses to the gospel on Sunday the 20th of August. Oh, including a lady, okay? A lady and her elderly mother both responded on this day. There was also another lady who responded in church while her child responded to Jesus out in kids' church on the same day. Isn't that epic? Man, I've got, I got hundreds of these, hundreds of these reminders. And the reason I put them in my phone is because I need to be reminded. There are times where I need to be able to say, Lord, what are you doing? What does, and, and you know what? It's so easy to forget. I forgot most of those things even happened. Okay, a few years ago, it is so easy, easy for us to forget. And I wonder what yours would look like if you were to start making lists in your phone. Maybe you've got them, maybe you've got a journal or something. But if you just started putting those notes, here's what God's been doing in our life. And I want you to hear this. We've come out of this season of prayer. Most of these things are going to hit home with you because you prayed for them. That's where, the, that's where the joy is going to be found. You prayed for something and God answered that prayer. All right, let me finish up here. Uh, the third one I just want you to remember is to remember that Jesus is with you. And so, as I said, the disciples needed bread. Jesus is the bread of life. Jesus actually said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger. 
Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And so we're going to take communion in just a moment, but there's this epic scene going on here in the boat where they're talking about bread and Jesus is saying, hey, I, like, I am the bread. And what he's saying when he talks that way is that only those who come to me will be fully satisfied. Only those who come to me will get to eat spiritual and be filled. This is what he's saying. Um, the Great Commission finishes like this. Jesus says, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And someone needs to hear this today, is that either you feel alone or you have been looking for something that essentially if we break it down, it looks like you want Jesus plus a whole lot more. And here is the word is that Jesus is enough and that there is a place where we just need to recognise that Jesus is enough for me. I love this word, God's promise in Isaiah 43. It says, Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. And so whatever you are facing, I want you to know this, is that Jesus is with you. You are not alone. This is a word for some people here today. I want to finish up with two things. Here's an observation. To forget something means that you've known it at one point in time, right? And so we love revelation. We love going after that word that is new and fresh. It impacts us in a really beautiful word. But sometimes we actually just need to remember what we know. And that's going to take some work from you. You're going to have to actually try and find that. You're going to actually have to try and remind yourself. The second thing is this, is forgetting something doesn't necessarily reflect your value for it. And so the Father has grace for this. Generally, if you forget something, it means that you were distracted or that you have just given your attention to something else. And the Father has a grace for you where He says, don't be distracted. Bring your attention back to me and I'm here and I'm ready for you. As I was praying about this message this week, uh, the Lord really put this passage on my heart from Daniel 3. And it's the, it's the passage, you know, the fiery furnace. It's this passage where Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego They refused to bow down and and to worship King Nebuchadnezzar's idol. King Nebuchadnezzar is furious and so he has this fire built and he he has them thrown into the fire. And God protects them 
in that fire. And this is, this is what the king actually shouts out as he looks into that fire. He says, I actually see four men unbound, walking around in the fire unharmed, and the fourth looks like a God. And you know, after this, they actually walk out of there. The Scriptures say there was not a hair on them that was singed or harmed in any way. And after that, the king actually promotes them. And then he goes on to give testimony. He sends a message out across the globe telling how great God is. This is what part of his message says. It says, How great are his signs, how mighty his wonders. His kingdom is an eternal kingdom. His dominion endures from generation to generation. And I believe that God put this message, this passage on my heart so I could give some people here today a prophetic message. And it's what we see in this context is that you feel like you are doing your best to live God's way. And you're striving to do all the right things and to tick all the boxes. And yet you find yourself in the fire still. And it raises this tension, this question for you, where you're saying to God, but I'm trying to do all the right things. And even when I do, I still end up in the fire. How does this work, Lord? And here's what I want you to know is that the Lord is there in the fire with you. And even though in this place where you're striving, you can feel alone and you're not sure if He's really there, He is actually there in the midst of the fire and He is with you. And here's what I want you to hear today is that there is a promotion that there is coming for you, that you're going to come out of the fire and you're going to be promoted. And the Lord is going to promote you. And greater than that is that the testimony of what the Lord does in this season, other people are going to see that testimony and they are going to declare to God's greatness. And so this is specific to you today for someone who's here and you feel like I am in the fire right now. This is me. This is a word for you today. I'm going to pray And we're just going to finish up this time as we move into communion today. And then we're going to make sure we have some time to really remember as we finish up. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, help us to remember Help us to hear what you're saying this morning. Father, I pray for those who are in the fire this morning. Pray for those who have been pursuing you. They've been faithful in just taking what they have and offering it to you, in going after you, Lord, 
even in the times where it seems like things get harder and harder and harder. But this morning, Lord, we just declare restoration and renewal over those people, Father. And what the enemy has stolen in the midst of the pursuing, Father, we just declare that it will be restored in Jesus' Name. That there will be a promotion, that it won't just be restored in part, but in fullness and more, Heavenly Father. We thank You, Lord, for testimony. We thank You, Lord, for the power of sharing what You've done and who You are, God. We thank You that as people hear those stories, more people are gonna open their eyes and their ears to You, Heavenly Father. And so I just pray today, help us to be a people who remember. Pray this in Jesus' Name. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.